One of the most interesting things about traveling the world is seeing just how similar and just how different the values are from culture to culture. It is especially interesting to see what cultures consider to be the most important and valuable kind or type of relationship. For certain Asian cultures, the most important relationship of all is your relationship with your ancestors. For certain Hispanic cultures, the most important relationship is between a mother and daughter specifically and father and son specifically. For certain native cultures, the most important relationship is between you and your tribe and also with that extended tribe, which is the natural world. For many of you watching this, the most valued and important relationship is the romantic partnership, finding your other half. Given that no one can actually agree upon what the most valuable and important kind of relationship is, and we just get sucked into the same way of thinking as our culture thinks, as our family thinks, as our society thinks in terms of what's the most valuable kind of relationship, it's really time for us to rethink relationships altogether. It's time for us to break free from our limited thinking about relationships. In truth, if we glamorize any kind of relationship while devaluing other kinds of relationships, we get ourselves into a whole heap of trouble. But one of the biggest problems that I see in the modern world today is that people tend to glamorize the romantic partnership while devaluing every other kind of relationship. Meaning that's the priority, everything else is second. Or that's the thing I'm fixated on and therefore everything else is either not only devalued but also oftentimes discarded. What this does is it creates a state of starvation within people. It prevents us from having feel-good relationships. It prevents us from recognizing resources that are all around us. It prevents us from getting our needs met. The reason that in the modern world people fixate so hard on the romantic partnership specifically is because there is a feeling that that's the only relationship where you can guarantee that you can get your needs met. There are two main reasons why people feel as if the romantic partnership is the only relationship in which they can guarantee that their needs will be met. One, pair bonding, even if established only temporarily, is something that evolved within humanity because it served to meet needs of the individuals within the pair bond, as well as to secure greater individual and species success. You could consider it evolutionary. But the genuine need for humans to go from the evolution of pair bonding to marriage took root when families that consisted of loosely organized groups of people got to the point where the evolution of societal success required settling down into agrarian civilizations. Property ownership became a serious concern. Religions then embraced and started proselytizing the idea of marriage in order to establish social order. To begin with, the primary purpose of establishing the lifelong pair bond that we call marriage was to bind women to men and thus guarantee that a man's children were truly his biological heirs. For most of human history, people were brought together to form these pair bonds that were intended to last a lifetime, called marriage, for serious practical purposes. Now, these relationships met the needs of the individuals themselves within that pair bond and also oftentimes needs that belong to their families. What this means is, for the majority of human history, pair bonding and marriage had literally nothing to do with love. The idea of romantic love as a motivating force for pair bonding does not go very far back. 
And yet the needs we have that are satisfied by romantic attachment have become of paramount importance in the world today. Something that's important to know is that there is a definite hierarchy of needs. So in the past, if you look back through time, there were a lot of elements of survival which humanity in general was not as on top of. When it was that type of a scenario for us, a lot of people within a relationship and families cared a great deal more about whether a certain partner would fulfill needs that would ensure survival or some kind of success like that. But what we watch is the more modernized and developed that a species becomes, in this case humans, the more that they get on top of this survival you know, operandi so that it's not really a life or death type of a situation and it's not really serious needs like finances, the more that these needs and priorities shift, right? Because we've taken care of these needs on that hierarchy scale, which are much more primal. Those are out of the way. Now the focus switches to, okay, now that we can make sure that there's food on the table and that's not something I have to worry about and therefore something that I have to prioritize a mate for, or, you know, I'm, I'm safe for the most part, so I don't need a protector for the most part. Then it switches to things like you know, what I'm really missing is understanding. What I'm really missing is feeling cared for. So you start to see that over the course of history, as society gets more and more developed and better and better at getting on top of all of these survival elements, the prioritization starts to shift from all of those much more basic and straightforward needs to prioritizing love and relationships. To call people out, but also to not really call them out because it's not like I disagree with them, <laughs> When people get into situations where really honestly it is a survival type of a dynamic for them and it matters more whether they have food on the table than it matters whether they're in love, you will definitely tend to see people in that situation care less about whether the person that they're pair bonding with is in love with them and more about what survival needs they meet and how they stay safe by virtue of pair bonding. The most important takeaway from this is that for thousands of years, the structure of many societies across the globe have been literally founded on marriage. They still are today. This means citizens and families and cultures and religions and government organizations and educational sources and entertainment have all been indoctrinating you with the idea that marriage is the most important relationship you will have, and that the romantic pair bond is the relationship in which your needs will be met. Many societies have made it only acceptable for certain needs to come through a romantic partner. And they set the idea in people's heads that by establishing a romantic pair bond, you can guarantee that your romantic partner will meet your needs and you will meet theirs. Which leads us to our next point. Two, if you look at those specific needs that most people are going for by searching for and fixating on a romantic partnership, things like merging, things like closeness, things like togetherness, things like focus, things like prioritization, things like a sense of importance, things like attention, things like belonging and availability. There is a belief that one can only guarantee the security of getting these needs met from a romantic partner. They don't feel any other relationship can be relied upon to meet those needs, certainly not long-term. There is a belief that the romantic partnership specifically is the only relationship where the feelings, as well as the transactional element of the relationship, are both strong enough to guarantee that that relationship is going to be secure. When we say that a relationship feels secure, 
What we mean is that we can rely upon the fact that the incentive is going to make it a guarantee that we can rely on the other person to continue to meet our needs long term. To learn more about this, you can watch my video titled Be Consciously Transactional. And here's the thing. If we are in a society where we know that the absolute apex in that society is the romantic partnership, then we can guarantee that other people in that society also will value and prioritize that relationship over every other relationship. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that we are only secure in a relationship if we are that person's partner. Otherwise, we can 100% guarantee they are going to prioritize another relationship over us. Therefore, we cannot rely upon our needs being met. This whole dynamic of fixating on this relationship between ourselves and the romantic partner is compounded if we did not get these needs we're looking for in a partner from our parents, mom first and then dad. The romantic partnership mimics the initial experience that one needs to have with their parent. And if this experience was lacking in some way, the romantic partnership is the one that we think will heal us from what was lacking and provide those needs that we are starving for. There are so many problems with this fixation that we have developed in the modern world on the romantic relationship. The first being that we're totally convinced that that's the only relationship that is going to meet our needs. Not only do we think it's the only one that's going to meet our needs, we think it's the only one that's going to make us happy. We think it's the only one that's going to make us secure and be a guarantee. As a result, we fail to recognize and we devalue all of the other forms of relationships around us, as well as the plentitude of resources that each one offers us. This causes us to obsessively hunt for our romantic partner as if this relationship is all that matters to us. Once we find it, this causes us to prioritize that relationship over all others and then deprioritize and even discard our other relationships for the sake of that one. When we do this thing where we hyperfixate on that one other person, boom, like that, and we say, you know what, you're the one that I feel secure with and the one that's going to meet all my needs, we in fact put all of the pressure on this other person to be the one to meet all of our needs. And it isn't possible. It's not possible for one person to meet all of our needs. So basically, it's a complete setup for disappointment and for pain. We need to expand our idea of relationships beyond what it is today. We need to get creative with new configurations if we're going to evolve as a species. One of the most important things you can do to expand your perspective relative to relationships is to understand that you form relationships based off of needs and desires. This is always the case. Two people are always looking for an arrangement that is mutually beneficial. We could call this a symbiosis. And guess what? Every relationship is a potential symbiosis. Every relationship offers different needs and lends to our desires in some way. A romantic partner is not all there is. It is not your only hope of getting the needs that you have reliably met. It is not your only hope of happiness. A great many needs that you have, which you are convinced can only come in the form of a romantic partner, are actually not dependent on a romantic partner. And the more that people in general realize this, the less they're going to fixate on the value of only that one relationship, 
And the more they're going to start to resource the very powerful needs and desires that they can have met through all the plethora of relationships that exist around them at any given moment. They're going to start to resource people in their life for what they really can provide. Also, it will help them to not feel like they themselves have to meet every need for another person, even if it doesn't come naturally. And they will start to recognize what they want to be resourced for, what part of the symbiosis and relationships they want to serve. Every person, including you and every relationship, has incredible value to provide. Every relationship is a resource. The question is, can you recognize the value? And can you actually recognize and utilize the resource? And can you be nourished by it? Have a good week.